Welcome to Hungry to Learn. My name is Birga. Earlier this week, I went on a walk around the neighborhood where my office is located, and there was a couple of things that really caught my attention. First off, I saw this tiny little girl in an oversized backpack coming out of a two-story house. She was hand-in-hand with a man, and they were presumably walking to school. And I looked at the building where they came out of, and I saw on the front steps there was a plaque that indicated it was a historical property. And I went about a block away and then ran, almost ran into this woman who was walking her dog while on the phone. And during this walk, I had really just been contemplating stewardship, and I was just kind of aware of my surroundings. And I went back and was kind of thinking about the things that I observed and continued to think on the concept of stewardship. And this is really kind of part two of a conversation that we had from a week ago, or, or, or maybe even more than a week ago, called Ministry Measures. When I had published that, my supervisor had challenged me to kind of turn it into a three-part series. So stewardship really is the second component of my pondering on this topic. So I went back to the office and I just looked up stewardship in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, and this is the definition that they had. The conducting, supervising, or managing of something, especially the careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. So then when I was thinking about this small girl that was on her way to school, it dawned on me that parenting at its core really is a stewardship role. Because isn't it true that we want to provide our children with careful and responsible management? Now these little people, they will oftentimes grow up to be challenging teens, but eventually they're released from our care and they have to walk into adulthood on their own. Now, this historical property sign that I happened to notice, that really signifies that our city has allowed the family to either rent or own this home with the understanding that this family is going to be good stewards of the home. So this property is valued as a registered historical landmark, and because of that, there's going to be certain modifications that they can't make to the building and certain conditions that will have to be met. Now, these residents have been entrusted with the care of a property that has value beyond just its real estate appraisal. Now, as far as this distracted woman's concerned that I almost ran into, she was walking her dog and probably trying to get some exercise, but also in contact with other people as she was on her phone. So was she being a good steward? Maybe, but it's also possible that by trying to do too many things at once, she was not making as much impact with the care of her dog or herself or even the other people as she could have been if she had been devoted to just a single task. But when we start to examine financial stewardship, this conversation is inevitably going to turn more spiritual in topic or in theme, I guess. After all, if you don't really have a belief that the money you possess has been entrusted to you, then financial decisions are just going to be transactions and they'll either have a positive or negative gain. And the bottom line is just that, a bottom line. Now, my intention is this in this topic is not to, you know, go over a, a Bible study on financial financial, excuse me, stewardship. Because there's a lot of those studies already out there. You can find them easily online, print form. I'm sure you could find podcasts on them. But what I wanted to do was really to examine the question of what it means to invest as a steward into faith-based organizations. So again, if you want to kind of hear the the foundation of this conversation, you can go back in the podcast and look for an episode called Ministry Measures. That will give you the information you need there. But after I put that forward, I had a pastor who posted a question 
that said, are we talking about business investments or kingdom investments? And I would say, you know, without any degree of sarcasm, my answer is yes. God hasn't, or excuse me, God has given us the business of investing his resources, and he's called us to steward those resources. And so I would say it is both a business and a kingdom investment. And one of my daily prayers is that God would help me to be a good steward with my time, my words, and my actions. And I realize how much of what I've given is really wasted on trivial stuff. And it makes it even worse for me if what I invest in, whether it's conscientious or not, if that conversation or activity ends up being detrimental to my spiritual or my physical health. And it's certainly not easy to draw a dividing line between business and kingdom investments. If you work or you volunteer for a faith-based organization, your investment of time impacts that organization's business and potentially its spiritual bottom line. If the desired outcome for that organization is sharing the gospel message with prisoners, any work interacting with the incarcerated could have a direct measurable output. But perhaps you're not a person who goes into prisons, but rather you spend some time mailing out newsletters or other mailings that will encourage financial contributions to help that organization. Even in that, your donated time is really impacting that ministry's fiscal health. So if you give money directly to a faith-based organization, you undoubtedly impact its business and spiritual bottom line. By providing funds, you're helping to pay for salaries or you know materials, You are equipping that organization in part to fulfill its mission. So it's really prudent to consider the history, the stability, and the impact of any organization that you're choosing to help. How can you be a good steward of the resources you've been given if you aren't able to assess what I'm dubbing the stewardship quotient for organizations that are receiving your gifts? So we're going to dig into this a little bit more next episode And in part three of the series, I'm going to put some thought into how we might measure the outcome for faith-based nonprofits. Whether the ratio is something like a million dollars spent to one life changed or 30 years of biblical counseling into 20,000 lives impacted, there's likely going to be some sort of metric that we can examine to determine the health of an organization. But until then, I always encourage us all to give thought and prayer to seeking the best way that we can invest ourselves into the world around us. So until next time, I wish you all a wonderful week. I hope that you enjoy your time as you spend it wisely, and we will touch base soon. You can always get more information at hungrytolearn.com. Y'all have a fabulous day.